Catch Sports Daily every Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. All right, well, someone we all learn a thing or two from, yeah, when it, when it comes to sport and finance, is uh, Ngobile Ntlovo, and he joins on the phone line this morning. To walk us through Casper Nuvest's success in the sporting spaces, yeah? Uh, he recently filled up the stadium in his hometown. Um, a marketing genius is Casper Nuvest, and I felt that's why the conversation is fitting. Ngobile, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, Tanaka. Good morning, Idumeleng. Um, the grammar can... The grammar came on a ship, Tanaka. It happens, eh? You understand. You get me. Um, I completely agree. Listen, Mobile, someone who always has to have their grammar... I mean, these days I've been seeing you on tremendous stages. You've been very, very busy, yeah? Just, just give us a, a sense of what's been happening in your life. Uh, yeah, the cash and force business is growing. Um, uh, thankfully, it's, it's, I've always said it's beyond tweets. Um, and um, it, it's starting to get recognized. Um, doing some work with the United Nations uh, Economic uh, Forum for Africa, um, speaking on the financial viability of sports in Africa. Um, I just did some work with the University of Stellenbosch, um, also again speaking and presenting to their cohort of um, sports management graduates and uh, sports management um, Department at the uh, University of it's University Sports South Africa. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that and quite a number of other things as well at the same time, which were, which are brewing but not currently out yet. Uh, but yes, there's, there's a lot of work going on on the cash and sports business side, and I'm quite happy that within a year um, of establishment, we've we've achieved a few things. Yeah, we've been on this journey. It feels like Hortonmobile. Remember, he's well deserved, actually. Well deserved. Kind of seen it from inception, and it's great, fantastic. Uh, congratulations to you, and I, and I hope it continues. No, thank you. Thanks for the support, guys. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's talk about Casper uh, Neo Vest. Yeah, actually, Mobile and I were sat next to each other at the first uh, Celeb City. Yeah, out in Sun City. Uh, we kind of had a whole go at it uh, in the back, doing all the media as well. It was absolutely great spending that time with you, Mobile. Um, but Casper has become this guy, right, a marketing genius of sorts, um, and now he's using sports as a vehicle to, to push his agendas, to, to make him some money, but also I love what he's doing for the sport of boxing. That can't be ignored as well. So let's start right yeah. there. How has he used sports to supercharge his success? Yeah, so we did some research on this over cash and sport on, on, on um, the impact that Casper has had or the, or the impact that sports has had on Casper. Um, I think it's, it's, it's not necessarily to say that he's impacting sport. I think he's tapping into sport to help him um, supercharge his success. Um, and we essentially um, narrowed it down to, to three main reasons. The first one is that um, music is, is limited. It has a limited life, uh, lifetime, right? A music album that, that goes out within the first couple of months, two months or three months, the, the hype around that album essentially dies. Um, if, it, if it's a great album, it could live for six months. But generally, because music is coming out all the time, um, the, the hype and, and, and the revenue that you can generate from music is, is very limited. So Casper has used, is starting to use um, sport essentially to fill the timeline between his releases of music to essentially stay relevant and, and also continue to throughout the year um, and throughout the time that he's not producing music. So how has he done that? So he's, he's approached it in three ways. So the first way is um, through athleisure. Um, and athleisure is 
sounds sounds you know exotic, but essentially all he's what he's done is that he's taken the family tree brand which he established in 2014, and um, he essentially has has tapped into the sports um, athleisure market. Now, if you if you look around, when people go to the gym nowadays, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, they all dress in these clothes that you can wear either at the gym, but you can also wear them during a sporting activity, but you can wear them casually as well. You don't necessarily need to be in, in the gym. And it's one of the fastest growing industries in terms of, of, of revenue. Um, he then took that and he's partnered with people who are essentially smarter than him in that space. And this is the second way we think that he's done that, is that uh, partnerships have been the bedrock of, of Casper's success. So in athleisure, he started Family Tree in 2014, but it didn't really pop off until he decided to do a partnership with Drip and Likau Sawana in 2021, where they partnered together and formed Root of Fame, um, which is the sneaker brand. But now Root of Fame is now also branching off into other things, which is clothing as well. So that's one. And then two, um, he then took that success and he brought it into the boxing space, which we which we spoke about through the the um, the uh, well, the first one was the Fame versus Clout, which uh, uh, against Slick Talk, um, and then moved on to um, Night Music, which is the one that we went and saw in Sun City, and then the last fight was, was against Pretty Ugly. Uh, again, he's used partnerships because he's not a boxing promoter. He went and partnered with the boxing promoter to bring him the the, the, the boxers, but then he also profits on the broadcast side. He profits as a promoter, and he also profits on his own fight. So he profits three ways from boxing. And then lastly, he's now decided to also be an ambassador for, for sports betting companies, which is, again, revenue that he didn't have access to before. He doesn't have a platform as a, as a, as a sporting person in terms of sports betting, so he's partnered with a sports betting company called Bet.io, um, SportsBet.io, and he's using that platform to, again, supercharge his entry into the growing sports business sector, which, I mean, we've spoken about this uh, many, many times and how much South Africans are wagering in terms of sports betting. So he's, he's been very, very smart in terms of how he's diversified his, his offering and his portfolio of, of things that he's involved in. And this is, doesn't even have to touch on things like his, his alcohol brands and so on and so on, which we didn't look at. Yeah. When, when, when it comes to the formula and, and the, I would, I would say, rollout plan that he's using, has this template been used by any other personality, even if it's not in South Africa before? It's, it's been used by a number of different personalities. Um, the Celebrity Fights game has been used by famous boxers, Floyd Mayweather has done it plenty of times, mm. uh, Jake Paul has done it plenty of times with, with, with a lot of success, where the, the celebrity fighter is the main card on, 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 on a fight card and the main draw on a fight card, fighting possibly uh, proper boxers, um, and it will be interesting to see what Casper does with that. Um, the, the sports betting for many, many times, again, with with, uh, with with box with with athletes um, and and then obviously the, the the shoe brand. If you look at mm. your basketball players, LeBron James, Kobe, I mean all of them, plenty of them have 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 put out shoes and merchandise. But Casper's now taken it to another level because he's realised that a partnership with someone like Drip, 
who is now um, who have over 25 stores across the country and was one of the fastest growing footwear brands or let me say athleisure brands because Drip is now also expanding beyond footwear. They're now yeah. doing clothing where they're also doing kids uh, um, apparel as well. It's smart because he realizes that he, you know, uh, as I said in the in the in the review that we did, an African proverb says, "If you want to go uh, quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go with go together. You have to go with someone else, and you have to use your network and your uh, and leverage the people around you because they'll make you go faster than you can do it on your own." And I think he's done that superbly. He's been very very smart about doing that. Yeah. When it comes to the, the, the full-ups that he's doing, right, obviously it was the Dome and then he's done F&B, he's done Moses Mapita, um, this weekend out in Mabato. Um, because we know, and I think it, it was because of Global Citizen where F&B was complaining, saying that it does damage the stadiums, does this now benefit them because they have reference of that saying that we need to charge you extra, which more money goes into stadium management, which means that this will better the footballing industry in South Africa because, I mean, there's more money for upgrades, yeah? Yeah, it's a bit difficult to, to, to correlate the two because um, stadiums generally make revenue from tenants, right? Uh, the tenants would be the team that would essentially be based at a stadium and, you, and use the stadium. They essentially pay the stadium to use it on, on an ongoing basis. Now, when Casper uses a stadium and... Um, you know, they're charged extra, it might not necessarily benefit the teams because the teams can't afford to pay more than what they currently have because it costs the teams money. I mean, if you look, if you remember during, during um, you know, lockdown when, when, where fans were not allowed into stadiums and, and, and football teams essentially took a very long time to allow fans back into stadiums when restrictions were lifted, it's because the cost of having fans at a stadium is high. Um, and the more you charge for the stadium, the less money the team has the thing, and the more difficult it becomes for them to essentially balance the books. So it, it, it might actually be detrimental to football teams, but it would be great for, for stadium management if they, if they can charge more money. Um, because obviously for them, they need to, upkeep, as you said, upkeep the stadium, maintain the stadium, and, and upgrade the stadium. But yeah, those upgrades need to be balanced against what your clients, your main clients, can actually afford in terms of paying. Um, so it's, 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 a, it's a delicate balancing act. And maybe, maybe one day I'll do some, um, I'll publicize some, uh, some research on, you know, the business of managing stadiums because it's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine, and we've spoken about it in part, yeah, um, since our time talking together, Mobile, and I can't wait for, for you to publish that, just so we get a clearer understanding. Um, all right, so the, the fight business, uh, the sports business has worked really well for Casper. Any sense of, of how much money he's been making on these uh, Celeb City, I know the, the Fame vs. Cloud one was really out of pocket, but since Celeb City kind of got involved. Mm, yeah, that's very difficult. Um, it's very difficult one because these guys don't don't publicize um, their their revenue. He claimed um, that he made a million from his fight against North Music uh, on the 29th. There's, there's there's no substantiation for for, for that. Um, what I do know for a fact is that professional fighters earn between 29,000 and 87,000 for a fight um, in in South Africa. If you're if you're a Kevin Lerina. And you just fought in, um, you, you just fought Daniel Dubois in the UK. 
that Kevin Lorena made £250,000 for that fight and that netted him about 7 million rand. I don't think Casper would have earned anywhere near that amount of money. I don't know if he would have earned a million from, from that fight because, I mean, it's not like you've, you've got pay-per-view. The fight was, was, was on, on, on Supersport, but I don't know if he would have made a million rand in revenue from that, from that fight from Supersport. And it's difficult to, to, um, to gauge or to, you know, to, to tell whether that information is correct or not because, again, this, the, the, this information has been publicized. So I don't know. I do know what, what I do know is that the, the average fee that, that fighters earn is a lot less than that. So I, I'm, I'm a bit skeptical, actually, on that number, and I'm very sure he would, he would have made a lot less money from, from the last fight against Pretty Ugly because... We looked at the uh, viewership numbers. There were only 58,542 people who watched that fight as peak viewers, um, whereas the one against Not Music has, had 739,000 people watching on, on Supersport, whereas the other fight was on ESPN. So I, I don't think he, he made that much money, to be honest. All right. Um, it's great business that Casper's done, but, but do you get the sense, um, I'm definitely not trying to poke holes at all, um, the it's longevity, yeah, yeah, the like long term, the, the boxing events, and we, as per the numbers showed, versus Pretty Ugly yeah. are really dependent on who Casper fights and the mm. excitement that they can drum up around that fight. Um, yeah. it, it, particularly that avenue of things, I, I, th I think with the sports leisure that can go on for a long time, as I suppose drip war for a very, very long time. Um, but particularly with him being center or central to the events, I don't know if you've spoken with his team or with him personally. Is there a pivot down the road somewhere where potentially he starts to move into the promotion spaces, or is this just genuinely to make as much money as he can and, and of course, keep his name as relevant as possible? Um, I've spoken to, to, to some boxers around this, um, uh, and, and I haven't spoken to him directly about it, um, but I have spoken to some boxers, and, and I'm aware that he's, for one, he's already advertising on boxers' shorts. He has been supporting boxers um, in, in, in the lead-up to, to, to some of these fights, and, and I do know that he's, he's slowly getting more involved in the, in the financial side of the promotion side, although it's not formal. Um, so I would not be surprised. And I, and I think as I mentioned this when I first reviewed the, 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 the fame versus clout, I, 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 I wouldn't have been surprised if, if he had been an official promoter for the second fight. Uh, although it's a bit more difficult. I mean, you have to build a network, you have to build trust, um, and, and you, you have to build a name for yourself as a promoter. But I, it wouldn't surprise me if further down the line he, he sticks to the promotion because he knows that the, the fights themselves have very short uh, lifetimes. I mean, people's attention to, to, to celebrity fights are, is very limited. And as you said, you need big names in, in order for these, for, for these fights to pour crowds. Um, I think he's, he's making some right noises with the type of people that he's talking about fighting, like Big Zulu, Sengesi, etc. So, so I think those fights would be much more exciting than Pretty Ugly. No, I've got nothing against Pretty Ugly, but I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. Um, so, yes, I do think that in the long term, the promotion game is where he's probably headed to because, as, as you said, that makes a lot more money. You can have fights every weekend if you want as a promoter and not have to fight yourself. And you make all of the revenue. 80% of the revenue uh, from, from, from those fights, plus the broadcasting revenue as well. 
yeah, you're absolutely correct. Um, and I think it's it's phenomenal stuff that Casper's done. Certainly paved the way for so many, yeah, who maybe in the future will follow this exact example. Uh, just quickly, Mobile, in conclusion, yeah, just uh, in a couple of words, what can we expect at uh, Africa's Recovery Talk Series? Yeah, so Africa's Recovery Talk Series is looking at the business of sport as an economic driver. Um, and the two major points there are uh, sports tourism. Um, I, I put out a, a thread yesterday. Well, I essentially did the thread much earlier on in the year around Morocco and how they essentially are trying to dominate the African sports tourism market. Um, and, um, and then on the other side, you can look at infrastructure investment as well in sports and how that can translate to, to growth in, in economies. Um, it's essentially trying to find uh, and, and discuss ways in which um, economies can benefit from sport. Um, and if you look at a, a local example, there's things like, um, you know, the Comrades Marathon, which pulled in thousands, hundreds of thousands of, thousands of people coming into, into KZN, et cetera, et cetera. If you have multiple of those events a year, they have a big knock-on effect to the economy of a country, and they can benefit multiple people. They employ multiple people. Um, and that's essentially what we're looking at with the United Nations Economic uh, Commission for Africa. Brilliant. Uh, Mobile, thank you so much for taking our call. Still, even when you're making prime time, you're still out here uh, speaking to us, and I'm truly grateful for that. Uh, we'll do it again I'm, with you uh, very I'm, soon. I'm just a layman, I'm just a layman <laughs> who's trying to help the public understand the business of sport. And, um, you know, I will always have time for, for anyone who calls and says we need five minutes of your time to help us understand the subject. So, Brilliant. again, thank you guys for for the platform. Thank you guys for, for, for continuously reaching out and giving me um, a voice. You know, Vision View is a, is a, is a powerful uh, platform that I'm happy to use to, to grow both Vision View and Cash and Sport. Thank you so much, Mobile. I really appreciate that. Sports Daily, every Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m.